Hey, welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. We're going to do something a little bit different. This is a replay of the most downloaded episode of all of the Tap That AZ episodes. And this features Mickey from King's Beer and Wine. Uh, a lot of you know who Mickey is. Just an awesome, awesome dude. Badass. One of the OGs of of the craft beer scene uh, explosion here in, in the Phoenix area. So, Mickey is just a cool dude. Love talking to Mickey. Uh, so pretty excited for you guys to hear this if you haven't already. If you've already listened to it, listen to it again. I bet you enjoy it. So this is Mickey Salem from Kings Beer and Wine. Enjoy the show. Now keep in mind also, this is this is from a few years ago. So there might be some outdated information. Don't judge me. Goodbye. Before I had the bar opened up, I was bar hopping around, checking out different places, seeing what the scene is like for craft beer. I'm a, I'm a businessman first, foremost in anything else. You know, I, I like to see what the trends are, what's going on. I always have an open eye. Whenever I go to a business, I'm sizing up what I can do better that this business is doing. You know, I, it's, it's just my nature in me. All right, so I'm here at uh, King's, is it King's Convenience? It used to be called King's Convenience. It is okay. now called King's Beer and Wine. Even though the sign outside still says King's Convenience, we're working on uh, getting that changed out to King's Beer and Wine. All right, well, when I tell people about this place, because I always tell people about this place, I'll call it King's Beer and Wine. Because I always go. say King's Convenience, right? So. I, either one works, but King's Beer and Wine is, is what it really uh, really is. Okay, as long as they get here, right? Yeah, that's, that's the whole right. point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on Central. Um, what is it, Central and Thomas? Thomas, yep. Okay, Central and Thomas. I'm here with Mickey Salem. Mickey, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. For sure, Definitely. man. I love this place. Um, I love coming in here. I love talking to you, talking beer knowledge. So um, we've been trying to get this set up for, for a while now. And Yes. Sorry, I'm a busy guy. I, Dude, I, I, I put in sorry. I, I put in those 16, 17-hour days sometimes, yeah. man. Yeah. Dude, you don't have to apologize to me. I see 76 tap handles up here. Yeah. So that is, uh, you're doing good shit, man. All solo, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how did it start, man? Like, how did it, how did, well, first of all, from your, from your accent, I know you're not from Phoenix, right? Uh, th- th- that's where it all started. It <laughs> yeah. all started from okay. New York City. Okay. Um, so I am a product of Brooklyn, Queens. Um, I started, uh, at a grocery store in Queens, New York. Um, and, uh. Walked in one day, buying my mom a gallon of milk on a Saturday morning, and uh, the uh, New York Times came in sections. And um, this uh, store was literally right below the A-train. And every time those uh, wheels would screech, people would just come down that train and just attack the store, just 30, 40 people deep yeah. in this real tiny store. I walked in one day uh, during that rush and uh, was just looking to get... Uh, a gallon of milk, and uh, the owner of the store was trying to put the Sunday newspaper together. And they came in all different sections, the business section, the sports section, and he oh, has to put them all together. Oh, no shit. And he's hustling to put them together. And one of the typical New Yorkers gave him an attitude about how come the newspaper ain't put together, like you, you need to give me a discount for, for me having to put my paper together. So I seen how, hey, section A, section B, and section C need to go together. I was, I don't know, 11 years old at the time. So I started putting them together for the owner. Yeah. Not knowing him, not knowing anything. Just started putting them together, help him out. Sure enough, he offered me a job. Ah, uh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> offered me a job uh, putting the Sunday newspaper together uh, on Sundays. I'm sorry, I said Saturday, but it was Sunday. Okay. All right. Um, and I started doing that. And then sure enough, he uh, gave me like a weekend job. Uh, even though I was underage, gave me a weekend job, you know, just cleaning up the store and doing little things like that. And that's yeah. what that's what ultimately got me into... Uh, the beer and wine business. He, you know, he had a beer selection over there. Nothing, nothing where it's at today. But yeah, you know, had a little beer selection, and that's what got me really into this. Went to college. Uh, uh, also did a trade, uh, trade schooling for automotive technician, and I went to college at Devry for uh, business uh, informational systems. And I found myself uh, what I really enjoy doing is this. This is where where I wanted to be. So I ended up working for. A bunch of uh, different stores uh, uh, over my time while I was in college and while I was going through life. And uh, this is all still in New York. This was all in New York okay, at the time, okay, right? Yeah. My mom got rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, so doctors uh, told her she needed to move someplace warm and dry. Ah. She decides to choose Buckeye, Arizona. <laughs> Buckeye. Buckeye. So going from Brooklyn to Buckeye was kind of a culture oh, shock. I yeah. couldn't do it. Um, Holy shit. 
Um, I remember uh, the first time I visited my mom when she moved out to Buckeye, and I saw the tumbleweeds crossing the roads, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, all, <laughs> all I could think of is somebody, like, whistling and spurs coming out and <laughs> yeah. shots being fired, you know. Like, I was, uh, it, was, it was a big culture shock um, yeah. coming out here. So I moved to Phoenix. So, um, and I, I really enjoyed it out here. I love it out here, actually. I don't have any interest of ever moving back to New York. It's really nice out here. I uh, worked for a couple of places out here in uh, Phoenix, uh, mostly drive through liquor stores, um, but the one that I really got uh, got open to doing what I wanted to do was Sellers Fine Wine and Spirits yeah. on 32nd Street in Shea. Um, the owner, Lisa, she doesn't own the place anymore, but the owner, Lisa, I think she was going through some hard times on the store and pretty much told me, do what you think you need to do to make the place successful. And obviously by the name, Sellers Fine Wine and Spirits, they were focusing only on wine. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to the people in the neighborhood, and they were all about craft beer. Okay. Sure enough, you look at the Oso Paradise Valley over there, how, how successful they're doing. Yeah. There was clearly a need for craft beer in that area. How so, long, when was this? Like, what, what year was this? This was in 2011. Okay, so that's when things started. That's, that was kind of the Yeah, the Oso wasn't there yet. Yeah. Um, uh, there wasn't anything for craft beer in that area yet. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a pure gamble of doing um, of craft beer at that area. There was literally nothing of an option for craft beer yeah. on 32nd and Shea in 2011. Uh, gave it a chance. Did 40 tap handles over there. I remember that, dude. That, and that's how I first met you was, was over there. And I think I found you through, um, I think it just came across sellers on Facebook or something. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And you always had really good deals on the, on the growlers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, that was my whole concept. Um, um, when, I, when I did that, I wanted to um, uh, promote the craft beer business. And a lot of people had the uh, uh, initial thought that craft beer is expensive. And for me to grow craft beer in that area that there is no craft beer, yeah. um, I needed, in, in, the, in the areas, uh, mid-range uh, uh, households. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew money wouldn't be too much of an issue, but I, I didn't want to scare the Coors Light or Bud Light drinker to trying uh, Grand Canyon Pilsner or you know a, a, a just another craft beer local brewery brand. So right. Um, I, my goal was to have aggressive pricing over there, and sure enough, it took off. I mean, yeah. it really took off. Sellers really uh, opened up my eyes to wanting to have my own place, and I saw how successful we were at Sellers, and I said, you know what, I'm going to start looking for my own place and, and do something for myself. And um, yeah. actually, I wanted to buy Sellers. Oh, but, really? Okay. But she was making too much money off of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, she would have want to sell it to me. Uh, uh, at yeah. least if you hear this, I love you, but uh, I, I know your intentions. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she was she was great you know she was great but why why sell a place when you're making money right yeah yeah so uh yeah she ended up selling the place but that was after i left i think it started going uh, back downhill yeah yeah well uh, you were that key piece man you you brought in the and, and you were always cool to talk to also like yeah you would yeah. you would and same thing with this place and we'll, we'll get in that a little bit my a couple of visits i had in here uh but but you were always very upfront. like hey what do you like what are you looking for you absolutely know? Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i i want you to i want you to go home with what you like yeah Right, not just like trying to push us out. Hey, I guess not at all. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Definitely not. Yeah, you always had good deals on um, on bottles too. Like I, I stand as a little helper was the first time I ever had it from was from your oh, right place. On. Uh, Bell's Winter Ale. You would yeah, have yeah. you would have those, and I'm like, holy shit, a six pack for fucking four dollars. I, re- I remember I remember that special of Bell's Winter Ale too. Oh. I remember that really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, and I love that beer still. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. great beer. Yep. Um, so. So how long were you at uh, at Sellers? Uh, three years. Okay. So, yeah. um, well, a little over three years. Um, I uh, left Sellers in the summer of 2015. Okay. August of 2015 is when I left Sellers. I had been eyeing this location, uh, I'd say maybe uh, around April, May. Okay. Of 2015. I, yeah, of 2015. Okay. And every time I'd come in and, and scope out the place, uh, it, was, it was for sale on bizbuysell.com. Okay. And it was a convenience store. Just a convenience store. The, just this, the, the north end here. Right. At the, the building. Right. The, the and it was place. just a yeah. convenience store side. But I love the location. It gave me a little feel of New York City. Yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah. the traffic that's around here, the crowds that are around here. Um, that's, uh, th- th- that's what really attracted me to uh, this location. Gotcha. I think um, some of the crowd's trying to come in your door right now. Right now, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what it looks like, yeah. <laughs> a little bit early for that, buddy. Right. He's early. like, hey, they're drinking beers. Yeah, so looking why, for like, some juice, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, well, craft beer, though. Like, were you into craft beer? Like, I knew you saw the business opportunity when you were at Sellers, but were you into it? I was, actually. Uh, okay. So, I, um, it, it, believe it or not, there's a store on 15th Avenue and Bell Road called Track Market and Liquor or Track Side Liquor. I'm not sure what he goes by now, but it's across the street from the horse track. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I worked there for seven years before I went over to Sellers Fine Wine and Spirits, and that store 
um, I promoted the craft beer over there. I remember trying to move Sam Adams on 15th Avenue and Bell Road back in the days, and it was like pulling teeth, man. Like, it was impossible. <laughs> really? Sure enough, that store has an eight-tap growler station right now oh, over there. Oh, no shit. And a drive-thru as well. Uh, Nobody knows about it because he's not passionate about selling craft beer. Okay. He's all about the liquor. He likes to sell whiskey and yeah. vodka and all that stuff. It's higher profit, so I understand as a business owner that's what he's focusing on. Yeah. But uh, I originally started with uh, trying craft beer out over there. In New York City, it was all about... Uh, Red Stripe and, uh, yeah. and 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 Heineken. Well, the neighborhood that I was in was um, was a crowd. It was a mixed crowd of like Trinidad and Guyanese and uh, Jamaican. Gotcha. So yeah, they were all about you know Heinekens and Red Stripes and that kind yeah. of beer. So uh, I didn't really get a chance to uh, uh, learn about uh, craft beer while while working at the bodega in Queens. So yeah. um, and, and the breweries like Other Half and. And Southern Tier, they weren't they weren't anything when I was when I when I was working at those stores. Then I, I don't even think they even existed. Then actually, other half yeah. I know for sure didn't exist. I'm not sure how long Southern Tier has been around, but yeah, they they just unheard of. Craft beer was unheard of at the time. Now it's one, now it's a key. <clears throat> Brooklyn's a huge craft huge right huge yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean it's 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 become like the hub for well you you can't say that when you have the Northeast uh, breweries, but it's yeah. become almost like one of the big cities for craft beer on the East Coast. Yeah, uh, Brooklyn in, in, in particular. Yeah, really killing it out there, which is great i wish i was there at the time though yeah right right but now but but you'd still have to deal with the winters and the cold and yeah, all that shit yeah, right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh so I, I think i interrupted you Sorry. no no you're good you, you were you were talking about um the the guy on uh tracks is that what it was called oh yeah yeah tracks. track yeah track marketing so liquor. that's how so, you started getting into the so that's how there. i started getting into it um i really got into uh uh, uh bridgeport's ipa Oh, okay. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know nobody thinks about that beer anymore, but uh, Bridgeport IPA was the first beer that I had that was craft, and I was uh, really all about it. And then I tried some of the Rogue uh, Amber and a couple of those other beers, and I was like, hey, you know, this is pretty interesting, you know. Yeah. And when people would come in and be like, hey, what do you have? And, uh, you know, ask me for uh, a recommendation. I'd try them out on different craft beers, and I, I saw a market there. Now, sure enough, if you look at that neighborhood over there, you got Craft Beer Hop Stop. Uh, you got Quick oh, Stop yeah. out there now. Yep. They're on 7th Avenue in Union Hills and 7th Street in Union Hills. So there was potential in that neighborhood. It yeah. just really needed somebody that was passionate to go all out with it. And the owner yeah. of that store wasn't really about it. Yeah. Like you said, he was in the, the, more into the spirits. And right. Stuff. And yeah. that's what made me look on to move on. So I was the night manager of that store, and I wanted to be uh, uh, all about exploring this craft beer business. And the owner of uh, Cellars was, like I said, she was going underwater. Yeah. And she pretty much was like... Hey, you do what you want to do, and that was my opportunity to take a look at craft beer. Yeah. And 32 Shea is was much better neighborhood than 15th Avenue and Bell Road, so yeah, it was for me it was a no brainer to take that risk. Yeah. You know, so I uh, I did it. You know, and sure enough, it took off, and that what opened up my opportunities to Kings. You know, I saw that potential, and I said, you know what, there's there's a market there. There there, yeah. there there's business there, and I was passionate about it too. I, I still am. I, I really enjoy it. You know. Yeah. Um. It's gotten a little bit more concentrated now, a little bit more saturated. What do you mean? Like just um, so many options? Way too many options. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people are getting hurt right now in the industry. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, breweries like, uh, I remember when Ninkasi first came out here. Yeah. We did really well with Ninkasi. Now Ninkasi, I can't sell it to save my life. No shit. You know, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. The good thing is um, the people that are benefiting from that are local breweries. Yeah. Places yeah. like Renhouse, uh, you know, um, you, you see those guys are killing it right now. You know, mm-hmm. they always have a line for their releases. That's awesome. Right. I remember back in the days, nobody wanted to support local breweries. I remember yeah. it was all about, like, Founders and Bells when they came out. You know, everybody uh, was yeah. about, you know, these bigger breweries that were known in the craft beer. But now, as we've evolved in the uh, craft industry, it's more become local breweries, which is great. You know, yeah. places like Tombstone, I don't think they'd ever make it, you know, yeah. out in Tombstone. But, you know, for what they're producing and where they're located and, uh, and, uh, and the, uh, and the um, backing of local, supporting local yeah. um, has, you know, done wonders, you know. Yeah. You produce a good product and you're local, I guarantee you, you'll be successful. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Simple. Well, I think the dynamic has changed, too, because I remember when I first, like, I first started going to breweries, uh, like, Mother Road was, like, my first love, right? Um, but that's, that's really all it was. It was either, if it was a really good beer, it was a tap room. Or if it was, a tap, like, a, a restaurant brewery, the beer was just okay. Right. Right? But now you get, you're getting places, you know, like the Helio Basins and, and places like that where their beer is really good. Right. And their food is fucking fantastic. Right. You right. know what I yeah. mean? So, so I think people are shifting their, their approach to it. Um, and I think there's more marketing involved with it, too, rather than just a tap room with a logo. Like, 
people are really going all out. Absolutely. Can design yeah, and all definitely. that shit. Yeah. 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 Um, so you picked this place. So was this your first like option? Like your first choice? No, not at all. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to get into the dark side of the uh, industry here. <laughs> um, I looked at a few locations here. Um, one of them was with an uh, old buddy of mine, uh, Dennis Alonzo. Um, oh, yeah, up yeah, on Road. Dennis yeah, yeah. Alonzo, yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't talk to me anymore, but uh, ah. he's, he's, he's a dear friend of mine. Yeah. We're, we're going to air this out on this podcast. Yeah. Dennis, I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, he was a good customer of mine of, uh, at Sellers, and um, he saw how hard I was working at Sellers and uh, wanted to invest with me yeah. on, uh, on a potential location, and I was all about it. Um, we looked at a location across the street from Papago in Scottsdale. Uh, a couple oh, okay. of blocks away from Papago in Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, and uh, we really love that location. Um, I'm guilty of it. I had a little cold feet at the moment. You know, wasn't 100% into it. Um, wasn't sure whether it was something I was ready to do or be a partner with somebody. Yeah. And we checked out some time. We, we spent some time together, looked out some locations. You know, uh, th- uh, another one on Bell Road in like 64th Street. I can't remember. It was next to like uh, Circle K or something like that. But okay. we looked at a couple of locations and uh, we spent some time together. I think he got a little upset that, you know, we, uh, we invested some time. And uh, when we finally nailed the location and the rent was right, I uh, co-feeded him and walked out. Yeah, I did, didn't, didn't, didn't agree to go through with him. Yeah. Um, I, I think ultimately at the end of the day, what I really wanted to do was something for myself. I yeah. really wanted to be solo owner. A lot of these businesses that you see are partnerships. Yeah. Two, three, four, maybe 15 po- silent partners in some of these businesses. Um, silent partners is not too bad, but when you have an actual partner, uh, you can't do what you want to do without approval of somebody else. Yeah. Um, I'm a little stubborn sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's the New York in me. You know? <laughs> right, I, right. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I am who I am. Um, sometimes I come off as being a little bit too aggressive, you know, with my New Yorker. I know who I am at the end of the day. Uh, deep down inside, my heart is clean and I mean well, but uh, I have visions that I see and I want to do them myself. Once yeah. I set my eyes on something, that's it. I want to do it, you know, and I don't want to have to go through an approval of a business partner. Yeah. Um, so that's what made me back out on that location over there. Yeah. Um, he got a little upset that, you know, we spent some time together and sure enough, I backed out on him and I respectfully so. I still love the guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great guy, does a lot for the craft beer business, too. I mean, he's definitely um, all about it, too. So Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Dennis, if you end up seeing this, I love you, man. I hope to see you sometime. I know I don't get out and don't run into you, but you're a cool dude, man. Um, yeah. No hard feelings on my end. Um, well, but- I mean, and that's and that's – those are those are those decisions that you have to make in, in businesses that that suck, right? right. And it, and you don't want to make them, but you have to. The right? hardest part of this job, and nobody ever—it's not the hours, it's not the sixteen, seventeen-hour days that I put in. The hardest part of this job is when I have a local brewery, uh, super sweet people that come up to me and offer me samples of their beers, and I try it, and I have to tell them that that beer really sucked. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Yeah. I really hate that. You know that yeah. that's that's the hardest part of this business is when. You're not passionate about something that somebody is passionate about. Yeah. And you tell them, I'm sorry, man. I really don't see room for this on my tap list because your beer really just doesn't meet what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, sh- you try to beat around the bushes as much as you can to be nice about it without coming yeah. off as being like that asshole. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, what's going to sell and what's not going to sell. Like I said, it's a saturated market, you know. So if it's not something that's standing out, you know, there's no reason for me to put your beer on you know right right well you gotta you have to keep your business in mind too I absolutely mean, you're not just like hey i like you you're a good guy yeah we'll go ahead and put this on and people absolutely are like, what the fuck is this shit right, you know yeah right. absolutely yeah and, and it's yeah. funny you say that because that reminds me of i was talking to to a, a brewery one time um and they specifically the brewer was specifically saying that he brought his beer to you and you gave him that feedback and he's like and i was pissed he's like oh, but then man. i went back and i made that beer and it's it was even better so initially and, and we'll, uh, I, I guess I could probably say him, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always open, so yeah, please it, do. It's, um, uh, what is it, uh, Omar. Omar from uh, Mother Bunch. Mother Bunch, Ma- yeah. Omar's awesome. I love I, Omar. Omar's a great dude. Yeah. Omar, so, Omar, Omar is going to be nothing but successful at Mother Bunch because the guy knows how to take criticism yes, well. Exactly. I, the dude does not. I mean, you tell him your opinion on a beer, and he puts a smile on his face. He goes, thanks for your feedback. Exactly. Not, doesn't, doesn't get upset. Doesn't take it in a negative way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, so that was awesome. I, and I forgot all about that story until you just mentioned that. Mother yeah. Bunch. You know, yeah. I remember when I first opened up this place and I uh, did 50 tap handles. Um, the owners themselves came here and uh, invited me over for dinner at Mother Bunch. And yeah. sure enough, they gave me a flight of seven different beers. Yeah. 
Not one of them. Uh, Not one of them was yeah. I fond of. I mean, the yeah. amber was okay. I could have probably done the amber, but yeah. ultimately not one of them. And I was super embarrassed. I mean, it was one of those moments where I just like, man, this is the tough part of the industry yeah. where where you're getting sampled seven beers and not one of those seven beers you really enjoyed. They've gone a long ways. And I think that was a different brewer at the time. You know, but it's also just my opinion. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that they're they're not making good beer. It just means that maybe uh, it's not what I'm my style of beer or what I'm looking for. Right. At the end of the day, I'm selling the beer, so I have to be passionate about what I'm selling. Yeah. You know, yeah. doesn't mean that they're making bad beer. It just might not be something that I liked at the time. Right. Omar comes in maybe once or twice a week, uh, once every other week, you know, and uh, samples me on beers. And sure enough, I mean, we've got their Pilsner on right now. Yeah, great, uh, great Pilsner. Really, oh, no shit, I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, number thirty-three on the uh, board. I'll yeah, try that one out. Yep. Yep, so uh, nice. yeah, we, I'm always up for trying different beers and and uh, giving them a shot. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't taste good and they come back and ask me what I thought about it, there's no beating around the bushes, right. man. You have to be honest with them. You know what, though? They need they need guys like you to do that. But me, I have a hard time with that. Like I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do it, but I do, too. Right, but I have a hard time, but I don't do it, and I should. Because that's one of the, the, the criticisms I've gotten from the show is people are like, dude, every beer can't be the best beer ever. And I'm like... But it is kind of right. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right yeah, right. Uh, but right. but I also don't feel that I'm experienced enough to to give that feedback. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I, I need. Yeah, to, yeah. I feel like I need to get more under my belt. To, yeah. to be. You, you know, know, and th- th- there are other beers out there where like the grown man uh, will laugh at you about, like Big yeah. Blue Van from uh, Oh yeah, from College Street. I love that beer. Yeah, I don't care what anybody thinks. <laughs> right, I love that beer. Right. At the end of the day, I could sell that beer. I could yeah. sell a blueberry, blackberry, vanilla. Uh, wheat beer, you know, right. that's such a great beer. I love it. it I think is. it's great, you know. And uh, you'll talk to some of these super, super hippie uh, craft beer drinkers, and they'll uh, look at you like, oh, you know, you're just mainstream. You know, yeah. look, I I like good beer, and I don't care, I don't care how it's being made or who it's targeting. Right. If it's good beer, it's good beer. If it tastes good, it's good. Right. If yeah. if their flavors are listed and the uh, flavors come through, and uh, uh, the wheat is, if it's a wheat beer, so be it. If it's a pilsner, so be it. You know, yeah. sometimes you get caught up and it has to be a barrel aged stout or uh, a hazy yeah. IPA. Otherwise, it's not good, you know? Right. And that's why we used to have uh, ratings on our, on our uh, TV screens for, uh, for the beer menu. Uh, like uh, the Untapped? On, on the Untapped, yeah. yeah. On the, we used to have the ratings behind them. Uh, I actually took all the ratings off because you get beers like, uh, like a Scrimshaw Pilsner yeah. or uh, this Helton Pilsner. You know, great beer. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the everyday craft beer drinker uh, categorizes a good pilsner as three point five stars. Ah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to be like the standard for like a pilsner, a really good pilsner, three point five. Yeah, it tends to be the trend. So like. When you're looking at these beers, you have to like now educate customers on what these rating systems look like. Hey, you know, pilsners are you'll know you'll rarely see a four four or above pilsner. So a three point five is actually really good. But then you look at IPAs, and you know, three point seven five is that's ah, okay. Yeah, you know, if it's yeah. not four or above, yeah, so I just did away with the whole rating Probably system so on much there more work for you guys. <laughs> I, I, shit. I, I want customers to try beers without yeah. being dictated or being. Uh, being influenced uh, by a rating system. Try yeah. the beer and see what you think of it. Because like I said, yeah. a beer like Big Blue Van, you might not give it a try because the ratings are three point whatever it is, you know, yeah. Yeah. versus a four and above. You know, and that's we had customers that were coming in here just looking at four and above rating beers and that's all they would try and yeah. miss out on some really good beers. Yeah. You know, so that's a good point, man. I and I and I tend to get caught up in that sometimes when I'm going to a place and I'm trying to find something. And that's what I love about coming in here. Like I I don't ha- I don't pull my phone out and look at Untapped or the rating. I ask you. I'm like, oh, dude. Sure. I, and there was one I came in here one time. I'm like, hey, dude, what's what's the thing with this zero IBU beer? And you're like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, that's no what kidding. it is. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes like a stale IPA. Is what it tastes <laughs> yeah. like. Those zero IBUs. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what they were deciding to do with that. Well, maybe maybe so. You know, we sold it. Yeah. Other people liked it, so right. you know, maybe that was just my, uh, yeah, you know, my yeah. palate. I don't care for it. You know, I wouldn't know because I didn't get it. I trusted your I, judgment. It, it tasted like a stale IPA. It tasted yeah. like an IPA that's gone old. Is yeah. what those zero IBUs IPA t- taste <laughs> that like. Makes sense though. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's that's what it yeah. tastes like. Um, so it's funny you bring up blue, Big Blue Van. Uh, j- this past uh, Friday, I was actually in Havasu. Oh, right on. And I did an interview with those guys. Oh, nice. With, right uh, on. JT and JT. Uh, the man. Oh, dude, he's JT awesome, is dude. the man. JT, what's up? Yeah, that dude is awesome. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jason, have you ever met Jason the Brewer? Um, if I have, I don't remember. I, I probably a, have. I've run into a lot of people in the industry. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, cool dude, super smart. Like, b- between those two guys, man, 
and that's why we you've probably met Orlando from uh, Hangar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Orlando, I see every here and there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he wanted me to go up there. So he he was the host for the I, he hosted the the College Street episode. He's like, you got to come up here. He's like, the College Street. These guys are are. Up and comers are going to be doing some good shit. I am actually drinking their beer right now. I noticed that the what is it the Rising Arizona? Yeah, yep. Dude, raspberry raspberry good. sour and it's fantastic. I mean, it, you know, it's uh, it goes to show how far these local breweries have really gone, man. Yeah. I mean, it, I remember we couldn't even find a local sour. Now look at this stuff. I mean, this is just. Yeah. I mean, there's even sediment in this over here, so you know the raspberries are all present in here. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Yeah, and that's a good point too. You're, I'm seeing a lot of local breweries even can um, like sours and gozas, like uh, oh, Dillinger. Oh Dillinger yeah, does quite oh a yeah, few. that that tiki goza that they yeah. just made was fantastic too. Yeah, I haven't tried Pas- that. Yet. Passion fruit and uh, mango. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. That yeah. sounds like that's your next beer. I think it might be. Yeah, uh, right on. <laughs> yeah, what am I drinking right now? I just I got the. Um, you are drinking. Um, was it the Borderlands? Yeah, you're drinking the uh, Pajaro Bonito. Pajaro Bonito. Yeah, the beautiful bird. Yeah, is that what it means? I believe so. Yes, beautiful bird. Yes. I love it, man. It's a good. It's a good beer. So okay, so you got this place. Um, it was just the north. The, just the, the bottle shop side of it right. when you first yep. bought it, right? Yep. And was it anything – it was a convenience store. It was just a convenience store at the okay. time. Um, strictly uh, another another Bud Light, you know, yeah. smoke shop type of store. Okay. Um, but I saw the potential b- based on the location and um, knocked out a couple of walls and uh, opened up a growler station area. Nice. And little by little just kind of kept on developing the store into – where it's at today, I'm I'm pretty much maxed out in terms of inventory for size of store. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it's that. a little bit roomier than Sellers was though, um, <laughs> or is it not? I was gonna say because I remember it was always tight in there, man. Like it was. I was packing that store in yeah, too. I was well. Keep in mind, Sellers did have liquor as well, so that's true. Yeah, there, there, there was there was more there was more uh, inventory in Sellers in terms of uh, variety. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we were still focusing a lot on wine. Um, and uh, liquor was a big deal over there. I mean, I, most of our business was still liquor over there. As much as we sold craft beer over there, yeah. and sellers got known for craft beer, that drive-through was pumping pints of vodka and uh, yeah. and, and whiskey all day long. And that's kind of crazy too, because that was one thing I noticed there was like, and I mean, it's 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 got to be a necessity. But like when you compare like the price of a bottle of like like Dewar's there compared oh, yeah. to like a total wine oh yeah so that was a neighborhood crowd right they oh yeah were just definitely. like i don't want to drive somewhere else i'm going through here absolutely I'm pay a little bit more but absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's important a local business too yeah, I, yeah. You, you know the the, the and it, this industry uh probably going off topic here but in this industry those big box stores are definitely the cancer of this industry yeah. uh they're buying they're buying 500 a thousand cases at a time um at prices that we can't touch because they're tier priced yeah um and then end up selling it for cost or a little bit above cost to bring in traffic so they could sell their small brands that they uh, have exclusive rights to uh, where yeah. they make their big markups on. So, they, hey, I'm going in for some absolute vodka. Oh, we're out of absolute vodka, but let me show you our our uh, brand vodka that we have that's just as good for a fraction of the price, yeah. but really they're making a ton of money on it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's the concept of these big box stores. They're actually cancerous to this industry, believe it or not. I know a lot of people go there and everybody supports it, but... Always consider small, independent local businesses, regardless yeah. of whether it's Kings or not. Uh, you know, you go to any small local business, or even, or even uh, a small local bar. Uh, supporting a local bar over a big, big box bar like uh, Whole Foods uh, goes a long way for community. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Well, yeah. and you go to those places too. First of all, you don't have the the passion that like like you have, right? You come in here, you, and, and, and when I ask you about a beer here. I know I'm going to get an honest opinion. I know Absolutely. you're not going to say, oh, you know what? If you like IPAs, check out this one, middle shelf yellow label, because that's the one that's, you know, being pushed by you guys. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, um, definitely. And, and I, one thing I've learned through this whole thing is, is freshness, the, the importance of freshness of beer. And my wife, my wife even knows now. So she was at a, oh, yeah. she was at a, a big box store the other day and she's going to pick up some coffee Kolsch, Husk coffee Kolsch. She's like, this was brewed in January. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Wow. And I said, pull a few out and see what you can find in the back. She pulled one out from the back. It was brewed in June. So they're pushing that one that's been there forever. Wow. You know, so, um, so makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially if it's your first time trying a beer and you get that, uh, that that old beer. Yeah. Now you think that beer is just garbage. Exactly. You might not you never give that beer another chance. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, as the owner of Kings, I don't just look at this as you know what's beneficial for me. I look at how do I 
represent these breweries that I'm that I'm carrying over here yeah. properly. Right. I want to make sure I'm supporting, especially the local brewers. I want to make sure that I'm representing them properly. So anytime I put a beer on, I need to be educated on what that beer is made with, what ingredients are made with, um, how fresh that beer is. You know, I yeah. want to. I, I'm representing them. You know, my beer lines are clean. You know, I want to make sure that everything I'm doing is representing the breweries the way they want their beer represented. You right. know, so it's 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 a responsibility that you know. I hope and assume most local bre- uh, businesses uh, uh, do compared to like the big box stores. Yeah, you know? so absolutely. You know. Yeah. Well, because it, it sucks as a as a brewery. I mean, especially the the um, the smaller ones, the where they're just they're putting the faith of their beer into somebody else's hand. Absolutely. You know, it's like please I, treat this well. <laughs> I remember Dark Sky. Dark, yeah. uh, those I love those guys. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember when they were. First moving their beer out here, and uh, we were one of the new, first, uh, I wouldn't say first accounts, but we were definitely one of the uh, uh, prime accounts that were focusing on, on, on putting their beers on tap, and we'd take anything they'd give us, you know? Yeah. And uh, my goal was to help those guys get recognized out here in Central Phoenix uh, the best I can. So whenever they had a beer, I'd be messaging Ryan, hey, dude, tell me, what's in this beer? Yeah. How would you sell this beer? Talk to me. Tell, yeah. t- tell me what you want me to say about this beer yeah. you know and he'd you'd be like you know dude it has this and that going on and sure enough and i'd spit it the same way and i, I felt like i was like uh our dark sky uh hub for for them you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and, and sure enough i mean look at him now he's he's at the wandering tortoise he's at divided vine he's at you know he's all over the valley now he's getting yeah. his beers out there and i i love it I, yeah. you know i love seeing that you know it's great yeah well it, and and i guarantee you they love that passion from you too like absolutely too, I wish yeah. everybody that sold our beer was this passionate absolutely and, yeah. absolutely yeah definitely um it's locals supporting locals is really what it comes down to you yeah. know yeah so so um i we keep i keep getting tr- tr- backtracked here that's <laughs> so, right so we started this side over here with the with growl uh, with the with the growlers crowlers uh bottles cans you got yeah. some wine over there too right absolutely some yeah wine yeah over there but this part over here dude this is this is badass so um, a lot of people believe that I opened up the bar side because of tops, uh, the tops concept. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I'd love to say that, you know, but that wasn't really the case. Yeah. Um, so before I had the bar opened up, I was bar hopping around, checking out different places, seeing what the scene is like for craft beer. I'm a, I'm a businessman first, f- foremost in anything else. You know, yeah. I, I like to see what the trends are, what's going on. I always have an open eye. Whenever I go to a business, I'm sizing up what I can do better that this business is doing. You know, uh, I, it's, it's just my nature in me. Yeah. And um, Tops definitely wasn't the uh, motivation for this, even though a lot of people think that. Yeah. Um, places like Angel's Trumpet was more of the motivation. Um, you know, I went in there a few times, and it doesn't care if it's a Monday or Tuesday night. That place is packed, and it's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I love the vibe here. I love the concept here. You know, it's great. I know they don't have any to-go packaging. Um, and then I see like the Whole Foods and now fries are all starting to do it where they have, you know, their bars in there. And I was like, you know what, this is where the trends are going. And then I read articles about Starbucks is starting to uh, roll out locations in Seattle where they're uh, sampling uh, the wine and the uh, beer business uh, with their coffee. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they're trying oh, to do that. So you, we're, we're going to start seeing it here soon, too. Yeah. Where Starbucks is going to have like a night uh, nightlife with uh, wine and craft beer. Wow. Yeah, small small stuff like that. And then you have places like uh, 32 Shea across the street from Sellers. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, uh, who she's opening up uh, her own place here real soon, too. Oh, is she? Oh, uh, yeah. She? R- right in the, uh, you remember the uh, drive through liquor store on uh, in Melrose? The, that pink building? No. The one that uh, got shut down, they were going to knock it down? Well, she bought the place. Where's Melrose? Like, where? uh, on 7th Avenue in Indian School. Okay. Um, yeah, she's uh, Googies is what she's calling it. Googies. Googies, nice. yes. I guess so did she sell 32 Shades? She did sell 32 okay. Shades. Okay, so, yeah. But she's opening up this place over here on 7th Avenue in Indian School. Oh, nice. It used to be the old uh, drive through liquor store. Okay. Um, if I drove by it, I know I would recognize absolutely. it's it. a, yeah. It's a pink building, and it's called Googies because of the shape of the building. I guess that's the name for... For the for for the for the uh, uh, structure of a building, okay, it's right. called Googie. So, um, yeah, she's opening that up here uh, real soon. Um, um, but uh, yeah, she was doing uh, beer and wine as well. You know, at Thirty Two Shea, and yeah. you look at all these people that are doing, you know, the uh, on and to go uh, on premise and to go uh, concept. And uh, you look at that and you say, okay, this is where the trends are at. You yeah. know, this is where they're where they're going to be. So I uh, set that in my mind to do that over here. I just wasn't financially ready to do it and. Um, I had people offer me again to partner with me and get yeah. into it because everybody knows my work ethic in this industry. Yeah. There is no failing for me. I'll work 24 hours a day if I have to. You know, I don't care what it takes to be successful. I'm yeah. not. I'm not failing. Um, and I had a couple of people come in and you know make an offer. Hey, 
I like your idea of having a bar attached to it. Let's do this. And uh, originally I was going to do that from the get-go when I bought Kings. Um, but I decided to be patient with it, save some money from the store side, and uh, open it up when I could do it solely on myself, on, on my own. own. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, uh, the pressure came when uh, the Goodwill next door was going to take over this spot. Yeah. And that's when I went up to the owners of the shopping center and said, hey, these, these, are, these are my dreams. This is what I want to do. I've got a long-term lease with you guys. Work with me here. How can I get this place? Yeah. How can I make it happen? Sure enough, they helped me out. Um, nice. They helped me out in terms of uh, tenant improvement money and uh, helped me get this place going. And, um, and uh, I uh, took out a couple of loans, which I am just paid off a week ago oh no shit i am debt free nice, uh, which is Congrats. great yeah thank yeah. you yeah um and uh that's the success on the bar side yeah um yeah. just made made a world of a difference in terms of uh store and bar side if anybody out there that is a bottle shop or just a bar you should reconsider doing both it should Combined, be yeah you should have both you should have a seven and a ten stack together or you should have some sort of uh, on-premise, off-premise privileges. It shouldn't be just one way. I really, I really believe that's the uh, trends of the industry. Yeah. You should have both options for the customer. I'll tell you what. When I have a sober customer coming into the store shopping for beer, they're cautious. They're conscious of how much they're spending. They're, the, you know, they're aware of their bills, <laughs> yeah. okay? Yeah. And you have a guy that's had a few pints in him, and he's going over to the store side, yeah. okay? Yep. Avery, uh, what? Uh, $12.99, a 12-ounce bottle? Give me four of those. Yeah. But, hey, what fifteen dollar? I'll take four of those. You know, yeah. next thing you know, they're one hundred and fifty dollars in deep. You yeah. know, yeah. to go. Yeah, uh, big difference. Yeah, big difference. I mean, it just That's they come. The the store and the bar complement each other. And I, I, I would you know if I ever decide to expand, there would only be this concept. There would be no. Yeah. There would be no. Let's start off with just an off uh, off premise or an on premise. It would be both. No, yeah. no two ways about it. Yeah, and it's definitely. I mean, the bar has complemented the store like no other. Yeah, you know. Well, so. you got. I mean, you, first of all, the tap list is um, honestly. Uh, besides some someone like a like a uh, what is it called the yard house has like two hundred taps. Yeah, yeah, yard I'll, house. Yeah, yeah. But I've gone there before and walked out. I'm like, there's two hundred beers on tap, but I don't want any of these beers. That, you know, the, the, and 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 then go, all goes back to supporting local again. Yeah. When, when you yep. say local, I mean all my money as much as I can. I try to give local. Yeah. You're not going to find me at a Walmart. No. Uh, you know, you're not going to find me at you know. Any of these big box places. I mean, I, 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 I truly, and, I, and I, my employees the same way. So we have a lot of um, industry folks that come over here and uh, spend with us. Yeah. My goal is when I do have time off to go to their place and spend yeah. with them. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the main ingredient, you know, yeah. uh, one of his uh, servers uh, over there. I mean, all the time comes in here and spends with me. I made sure I was going to make it a point to go out there and make sure he serves me. Yeah. And I take care of him, you know. Yeah. Um, um, uh, uh, not divided vine, oven and vine down the street. Yeah. Um, another great local business. You know, those guys always support me. They supported me from the store side from day one. Yeah. Awesome people. Love them to death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, likewise, whenever I find time or whenever my employees find time, hey, head on over that way. Rotten grapes. Same, same thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Wandering tortoise, you name it. You know, Helio Basin, you name it. We, yeah. we're, our goal is always, and I tell my guys that too, it's, it's almost like a, a job requirement over here. Yeah. When you are going out and you're spending your money, you spend it local. Spend it to those that are supporting us. Let's return the love. You know, yeah. that's always been the concept here. I love you know? that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you come in here too, like you come on, no matter if it's on this bar side or, if, or it's on the retail side over there, um, you, all, you still always get that local feel. Right. Every time we come in, like I'm bullshitting with you. And then another guy comes in. He's like, hey, Mickey, what's up? And over here, it's like people. I mean, it's great, man. You've created that culture of that local neighborhood place. Um, yeah. And please yeah. don't take me for knocking on Yard House or, you know, some of these other bigger chains. I'm not, you know, uh, it's you support you. You spend your money where you want to spend your money at the end of the day. I'm not, yeah. you know, definitely not knocking on the Yard House. It's, you know. Uh, they were there before others were there, were yeah. there you know, so, you know, yeah. you know, they, they led the way for what, what, where we're at today. So, you know, right. Um, well, my, my point of bringing them up was that they've got a shitload of taps, right? You've got a shitload of taps and I went there and couldn't figure out a beer to get. So I left here. I can't figure out a beer to get because there's so many goddamn good options. On that. <laughs> That's great. Cause I came in and you're like, Hey man, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know, man. And he, you're like, what do, what do you like? I'm like, well, I like the new England styles and I'm like, okay, well that takes fr us from we, 76 to 40. You know, we, we, <laughs> so. we, you, I mean, when you really look at that board right now, I, without having to count and waste uh, time, 
I'd have to say I've got at least 10 or 15 hazy IPAs yeah. up there, New England-style IPAs up there right now Yep. out of the 76. So, yeah, that's that, 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 it's a hot trend right now. It's what everybody's uh, about right now. So, you know, if, yeah. if, if the demand is there, you know, put them on. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I mean, you got things on. I mean, so many local places. I'm pretty sure I saw the Wilderness one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a chocolate saison. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you. It's rare, I think, to see Wilderness on tap anywhere. Wilderness but, is hard to get their beers, yeah, man. Hard, you know, yeah, like uh, yeah. you know, they got to hang out at their place and uh, yeah. squeeze them for some beers. And <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't got time for that. You know, <laughs> right. Wilderness. Show King some love, man. Ah, oh, dude, this Wil- is the place to bring him. W- yeah. w- Wilderness was one of those uh, guys that we tried uh, having uh, beer week with, and. Um, Jonathan was on board originally and uh, just disappeared on us, you know. Uh, it's all good, John. I know you're yeah. busy, man. But, uh, yeah, we love Wilderness here. Customers love them, too. Uh, yeah. You know, they're definitely a popular brewery, and everybody loves their beers. Yeah. Um, my goal with the, with the, with the tap list um, isn't to have just one or two styles of beers. My goal is when I look at that board, uh, and every week uh, we go through beers, I look up there and I say, what am I lacking up there? What am I missing? Okay, I don't have any ambers up there right now. Yeah, okay. 76 tap panels, I should have at least one amber. Yeah, yeah. Or two ambers. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure, it's not a fun, popular style, but I, yeah. should, I should have every style of beer up there. Right. And that's what I do when I, look at that, when I look at that list. I want a wheat beer. I want a pilsner. I want an amber. I want a porter. You know, stouts, you IPAs. You want to kind of run the gamut. You want to have all give of every option all out of there. Saisons, yeah. you know, you know. Saisons are so hard to come by these days that aren't soured, you know? And yeah, I, I, wanna, I just want to get a traditional Saison, and yeah. sometimes you, you end up falling back to, like, Funkworks or, you know, something where you can't get local. So it's, it's a challenge sometimes. Yeah. It's a challenge trying to support as much local as you can, you know, up there. But I also spread it, you know, I, I, I spread the love around as well. You know, it's not all just local, but uh, I try to keep at least 20-plus of those 76 local, and sometimes I go higher than that. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did this happen then? Like, so we were talking about, uh, you had some people that said, I want to be an investor. You talked with, uh, with uh, the building owners and they, so, so you do the work, get this shit done? Yeah, so I have a yeah. buddy uh, that uh, works in the city. His name is Craig Mavis. What's up, buddy? Um, he, um, he helped me out with a lot of the legalities of things, making sure this was all legal to do. Oh, nice. Um, having a, an off-premise and on-premise, and I knew it was possible because you have, yeah, you have places like Tops. You have places like Whole Foods and Fries. Yeah, yeah. Um, just required a separate license um, okay. uh, to go. Um, yeah, once we found out the legalities of it all um, and, uh, and that it was possible to do, uh, it was just finding the right contractor to, to take your vision and, and run with it. My, my concept with this bar was to have that um, East Coast uh, bar feel. I like that, that, that brick that bring, uh, that Cheers uh, theme, you know, yeah. I like I like a much smaller scale, but I love that Cheers feel where everybody knows your name. Yeah, I want this to be a regular locals bar. I don't want it to be, uh, you know, I'm only looking for the latest and greatest limited beer. Don't get me wrong, we get that in here too. Yeah, but I don't want it to be that customer. I want it to be. I, I want I want John to come in here every day, yeah. and I want to be able to see John and go, Hey, John, how are you today? I know what you like. Here goes. Here you go. Yeah, you know yeah. that customer is what yep. I'm looking for. I love that feel. I love going to a place where they know you by your name. Yeah. You know that cheers. That cheers feel. Really, really, really like that. Where we can uh, continue our conversation from the from a couple of days ago. Hey, yeah. so how did that work out? Or how'd yeah. that go? You know, I, I I love that feel. That's that, yeah. that's what I aim for in this bar is to have regulars that uh, we build relationships together. That's that, that's my that's my biggest dream of this bar. Yeah. But the uh, store on the bar side, it, it it was just like I said, the trends of where everything was going. It it, it I had the vision from day one, just wasn't financially uh, prepared for it. And then when I finally uh, was ready for it, it was a no-brainer for me. Yeah, well, especially since this place opened, like this this space opens up. It's like, dude, right next door? Like It, it changed the whole atmosphere, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you'd have your days on the store side where you're burnt out, man. You're working long days, and it's the same thing in and out. Over here, you get different personalities, different crowds. Yeah. You know, it br- brings a different vibe. It really yeah. does, you know? You walk through that door, that little sliding door. It's like a different dimension, right? <laughs> uh, we, uh, how I like to look at it is night and day. So yeah, yeah. it's darker over here on the bar side. I like the dimmer atmosphere over here. And then yeah. on the store side, you walk in. And it's funny how you see people passing through the doors when they've been here for an hour. And their eyes just pop open <laughs> yeah. because the lighting on the store side is so much brighter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then people walk over. Or sometimes you get customers that don't even know the store side exists uh-huh. or don't know the bar side exists. Yeah. And then when you open up that sliding door, it's kind of like the gates of heaven have opened up for them. You know, they're just like, what? Uh, Shit, yeah. You know, it's the greatest. If, if I could record their face reactions every time, it's it's and, and have a compilation of them, it would be uh, like, it'd be the greatest thing online. <laughs> you should do yeah. that. You should do a cam, put a camera up there, and, and get the faces. Definitely. Right? And you would also. Uh, do you want to share the story of the of the of the guy through the, through the roof? 
Ah, uh, well, you know, Central Phoenix, uh, <laughs> you, you're going to get characters. Yes. Yeah. When I first bought this business, uh, I definitely had to do a lot of filtering out of customers. Oh, really? So you can filter out your customers based on products you put in the store. Okay, yeah. If you're selling 40 ounces of cheap beer with brown bags, guess what? You're going to get those customers, yeah, right? Yeah, If you sell craft beer and only craft beer, guess what kind of customer you're going to get? They're not going to come back. They're not going to come back looking for it. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> I filtered out majority of the customers. It's still a high traffic walking area, and you got the light rail right right in front of us. Yeah. So you still get you still get people that walk in that don't know what our business model is, and it's my fault too. I don't have a sign out there that says craft beer and and, and fine wine. Oh yeah, convenience, easy convenience. Convenience. Yeah, so people come in expect, looking for a Swisher or a Black and Mile, you know, Blunt and a Forty, you know. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Hey man, this isn't that store, you know. This yeah, isn't yeah. that kind of business here, you know. <laughs> so. Um, Central Phoenix, you're still going to get those interesting characters. Uh, one night, uh, me and Kevin were here, and uh, we were just about done with our last customer on the bar side. There was nobody on the store side. I had just finished shutting down the store side, and uh, I hear some thudding in the in the roof. Were and you I'm, over here, or were you over there? I was on the store side. So uh, you were over there. I was on the store side, closing out the register. Yeah. And I hear some thudding on the store side, and I say... Hey, Kev, come here, man. I just want to confirm I'm not going crazy over here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you hear that? He goes, yeah, what is that? I go, it's got to be roof rats. Yeah. I'm from New York, man. I know what rats are. <laughs> yeah. got to be roof rats. Yeah. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, that does sound like roof rats. Well, next thing you know, one of my ceiling tiles starts caving in. Then another. Then another. And all of a sudden, I see a sneaker come through one of the ceiling tiles. Uh. What in the world? There's somebody <laughs> in our roof. Oh, <laughs> Sure enough, there was a guy that was camping out on top of the roof, uh, broke in through one of the um, vents of the AC, and uh, thought he could uh, break into the shopping center. I don't know whether he was intentionally coming from my store or not, because yeah. we were still open. I mean, it was, doesn't make sense. Maybe he was trying to hide out. Right. And uh, I guess he thought he could walk on ceiling tile. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> came down came down pretty hard. He busted through it. Like, didn't he land on a shelf or something? Like, when you're... Bounced off. Bounced off. Yeah, it was almost like that. Uh, yeah, it was almost unreal. He bounced off of the shelf, landed on the ground, and uh, that's when he met me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. How do you handle that situation? I mean, first of all, you don't like, you, yeah. you don't know how to handle that yeah. situation. I, I'm sure you saw the video. Yeah, yeah. The adrenaline rush was real. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's uh, you don't know whether the guy has a weapon. Doesn't right. you, you don't know what's going on in that situation. Yeah. So you you just you know I I was ready. Yeah. I was uh, in the position to uh, protect myself. Yeah. Um, and my business that I worked hard for. And yeah. uh, if you look at the video, you hear me mentioning my business the whole time. Not yeah. even not even thinking about myself. Right. Um, I've worked so so goddamn hard to get to this point, man. I mean, countless hours. I remember days at track where I'd go into work at noon. And 8 a.m. the next day, the owner is coming in to open up the store, and the store's already open because I'm still there. Yeah. I'm still there cleaning the store, doing things for the business. Yeah. 12 p.m. to 8 a.m. the next day. Like, I think about all those hours to have somebody come in here and try to destroy that for me. It was... It was gut wrenching, man. Like you, you, at that you point, you had some pretty good restraint. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's what the police officer said too. Every, everybody said that, but if he made a move, it was going to be a different situation. Yeah. But l- l- luckily, nothing happened of it. The guy uh, went to jail. Uh, hopefully, uh, he's a changed person, and yeah. uh, I hope uh, hope he uh, changes it, changes his life. You know, does, yeah. does better for for himself. Honestly, he, he's he's lucky that it was you on that. I, I, I think right? so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Because who knows what? Yeah, uh, yeah. But. Uh, but and that's the thing too, right? You 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 look at you look at that when I watch that video, um, and you were, you were talking about my business, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's not like you broke into a Best Buy. Yeah, right. Like, oh shit, I got to deal with this, and okay, well, yeah, we'll call the cleaning crew, have cleaning up, I'm going home. No, right. this is you've worked your ass off to build this, and right. and everything that what what if something got broke or whatever, that's shit. That's your inventory, right? You know, right. And I that's mean, your you know, livelihood. When I, yeah, when I first opened up Kings, I wasn't making anything, man. It was yeah. tough, you yeah. know. Like there was. Uh, a little uh, secret here. I put up the place for sale the first six months I bought this place. Oh, really? Put it up for sale. Wow. I just was like, you know what? The location isn't right. I got a lot of, you know, uh, guys coming off the light rail that, you know, aren't looking for craft beer. This right. just isn't the right location. Yeah. Put it up for sale and uh, was ready to walk away from it all. Um, but as time went by and it was on the market for sale, I uh, I, uh, I changed my mind and backed out of it. You know, yeah. I backed glad out you of did. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I did too. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing really good right now. So uh, yeah, I'm very glad I did. I'm very happy I did. But um, there, there was times where you know you're just wondering, you're putting in all these hours for what? You know, what's 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 the meaning for this? I'm better off working for somebody, yeah, a guaranteed income than doing this and not making anything. And uh, uh, 
when, when, when you look at all those hours and all those months and years that you invested into getting to where you're at right now, you know, sure, I have insurance and insurance would have covered everything. But I'm not thinking about that at the moment. When yeah. it happens, your first reaction is, I'm protecting my baby. Yeah. And yeah. this is my baby, you know. And that, yeah. right away, that was my first reaction. So yeah. luckily, he didn't cause too much damage, you know. It was just the ceiling tiles and a few products here and there and uh, yeah. a night's worth of cleaning up and uh, yeah. a half a day of, uh, of guys uh, fixing the ceiling tiles. But, yeah. you know, nothing, no, nothing that couldn't be fixed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. And, and also... Um, Collaborations. You've done a. I know of one at least. The the hazy train. Yes, yes. All aboard the hype train. The hype train. Yeah, that's with what it was. Yes. Oh, dude, yes. that was gr- that was a great beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, wanted to. D- I, I'm still working on it. I don't know if it's official or not, but um, um, chip with uh, Hus. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to work on a cinnamon toast crunch coffee colch. Ah, no shit. Uh, it's not official, um, yeah. but I keep nagging him for it. I want to do that. So <laughs> yeah. uh, didn't have milk one morning and. Uh, and uh, uh, had a coffee colch in the fridge and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. and <laughs> You poured and that on? Your I, I poured that on there, yep. Uh, desperate times. That's awesome. Let me tell you something. There was something amazing about that. No shit. Yeah, so ah. I reached out to Chip right away because he's my contact at Huss and yeah. was like, hey, man, this is what happened. This is what I vision. Yeah. How can we make this happen? Uh, I think I hear uh, uh, Jeff and Leah a little bit more reserved and uh, yeah. not sure if they're interested in that uh, flavor profile, but right. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm prying away at doing that. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely uh, did that. And then uh, 12 West Brewing, uh, uh, we were doing a, a hazy uh, milkshake, Tangelo IPA. That beer didn't work out. And then we ended up doing a different flavor profile this last go around. It was a strawberry um, pineapple hazy milkshake. Unfortunately, that didn't work out either. So we're, 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 we're going to keep doing it. But they're passionate about making a really good product. And if, uh, if it's not up to their standards... Uh, Over at 12 West? 12 West, yeah. yeah. yeah if, if it's not up to their standards or don't believe it's up to their standards, they're, they're one of the good breweries that dump their beer and uh, yeah. only will put out a good product. So, so yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're going to try again um, yeah. probably in another couple of months here and uh, come out with that beer. That collaboration is with... Uh, Gilbert Convenient Mart and uh, Gilbert and Liquor oh, Express yeah. in Tempe okay. uh, with 12 West. So, yeah. Yeah. A hashtag allocated is hashtag, what we Yeah. Allocated. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, but you did the, the, the hype train with, uh, that was with Tombstone? Tombstone, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With Weedy so and Matt, yep. That was, um, I, I've never, so one of my first episodes was with Tombstone. It was, it was me and Matt. Weedy wasn't there, but I need, I want to get Weedy on the show, man. He's a, Weedy's awesome. He is a, he, he, just he has that mind, man. We, like, we, we, Weedy's such a great dude, but he's also so unique in, a, in, a, in yeah. so many ways. The guy's an interesting dude yeah. in, in, in a lot of great ways. Like, I, I love following him on Facebook. Um, yeah. I mean, the guy's making a pair of jeans right now. I was just right? that yeah. same thing. Like, he does. He's interesting, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, like, I like watching him. I like, I, you know, unfortunately, he's a Yankees fan. That's okay. Uh, Matt's over here. Matt's yeah, fan. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> minus that, he's definitely an interesting person. I like his... Um, I like his dedication to venturing off and trying different things. You know, yeah. everything he does is passionate about him. Absolutely. If yeah. he has to eat a taco, it has to be a really good taco, even if it means crossing the border to Mexico to have a really good taco. Right, right. You know? <laughs> but that's somebody you want making your beer. Absolutely. Yeah. All the way through. I mean, yeah. I, I, the location of Tombstone always baffled me until yeah. I went to Tombstone and saw it. And I was like, okay, this place is cool. Yeah. You know? It's super cool. It's super cool. It's, yeah. so, it's so out there, but it's super cool, you know? Yeah. I was totally a sore thumb, you know? Uh, you know yeah. New York City boy out there. I was <laughs> yeah. totally a sore Isn't thumb out there. Isn't that a Billy there. Crystal movie or something I, like that? I, well, yeah. When I first went out there, all I saw was deer around yeah. the brewery. Oh, yeah. So I stopped traffic, and I'm recording this stuff. Like, yeah. it's like... Like, I'm seeing something amazing over here, and then the locals over here are honking at me, like, come on, get out of the way, you know? It's what a fucking deer, yeah, man. Yeah, it's just a deer. They're always here, you know? Get out of the way. And I'm like, you know, I'm over here worrying about traffic in New York City where they're honking at me over here. Over here, I'm, I'm stopping traffic yeah. for deer. It's just, it was such a whole different world. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. But uh, that collaboration was, uh, was brought up by Matt. Oh, uh, nice. I, um, we were doing a, a Beer Week event, which uh, Ryan from Dark Sky yeah. actually wanted to do. Um, he, uh, he was looking for a Phoenix location and, um, you know me, man, I've been supporting dark sky from day one. Uh, as soon yeah. as I got the store going, it was dark sky, everything. Yeah. So, um, he said he wanted to do a beer week event. Uh, and sure enough, uh, logistics makes sense. It's right down the street from Indian steel park. Yeah. So this would be a great location to do that at. That's true. So, um, he, uh, wanted to do Arizona wilderness and, uh, I was all about tombstone. So, uh, we got all three of them together and sure enough, uh, Matt, uh, 
discussed uh, all the beers that they had in the cellars, all those saisons. I mean, they were amazing saisons. Yeah. You know, I know we think of them as hazy New England style IPAs, but man, they're making great beers all across the board. Their Oktoberfest yeah. was great. I mean, they're. Their, their dunkel that they made was great. I mean, they really make some great beer. I mean, he's not just known for hazy IPAs. I mean, I, th- I, think, I, th- I think a lot of people haven't ventured off on, on the other styles that he makes. But, you know, yeah. Tombstone Wheaties making some great, uh, you know, uh, beers, not just hazies. Um, and uh, when we tapped all those beers, it definitely showcased over here at King's. I mean, he, those saisons, people were in love with them, all of them. We had like eight different saisons from them oh, over here, oak age different saisons over here from yeah. them. And he just, I mean, they nailed it, nailed yeah. it, nailed every one of them. Uh, they actually won a medal at the uh, Strong Bear Fest for one of their saisons. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah sure oh, did. man. Um, so uh, we discussed a collaboration beer for the event over here for Strong Beer Week. And um, any style, you, uh, you tell me what you're looking for in a beer and uh, we'll brew this beer. And sure, so sure enough, um, you know, the haze craze is real. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, I want if, if we're bringing in a beer and we're making a collaboration beer and they're going to be producing a bunch of that, I want it to be something that's going to fly. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the haze, the hazy IPAs are what's going to sell. So, yep. you know, he's doing, you know, X amount of cases uh, that's being shared between me and him and maybe a few other places, you know, like the casual pint because they've showed love to us for their yeah. uh, collaboration beers. Um, you have to make sure you're moving that beer. So, you know, I yeah. think we moved through 14, 12, 14 half barrels. Oh, wow. Uh, half barrels, yeah. yeah. 12, 14 half barrels, and I don't remember how many cases we took of uh, all aboard the hype train, but we went through all that stuff. It was the uh, first time we had a line outside the door that didn't involve Goose Island, Bourbon oh, County. No shit. Yeah, first time wow. we had uh, 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 people waiting outside of the door for the, for the release. Uh, yeah. Great turnout, and we sold out of everything that morning. That morning. That morning. All that, sold, oh, everything. Shit, sold out of it all that yeah. morning. It was awesome. Dude, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. So, so what, what's the goal now? Like, so, so what, what's the, the future look like? For well, I, like I said, I just got debt free. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, looking at, so uh, the Goodwill next door just uh, went out of business. Um, they, 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 they moved along to a different location. I like the idea of uh, opening up a... Uh, Possibly a brewery. Uh, oh, we're nice. sharing this news here first. Yeah. Um, it's not official, but um, I have a, a couple of different concepts. So I'm not the greatest brewer. Yeah. Uh, I, I know what my limits are. <laughs> my name isn't Weedy uh, Salem, um, so I'm not going to pretend to be. Yeah. Um, my idea was to have something similar to like what Oso is doing, where they have uh, home brewers come out and uh, brew beer. Oh, yeah. That's my original concept, was to open up a brewery to have homebrewers come out here, collaborate together with other homebrewers, make a beer, and then get it featured at King's. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my ideas that I'm doing. Another idea is uh, possibly uh, looking at partnering up with uh, a couple of homebrewers, um, no names just yet, um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, having them brew beer over there and having us act as their... Uh, as their uh, tap room and bottle shop okay. for the release. So yeah. that's, that, that's potentially in the works. Um, not sure if I'm ready to expand to a different location for Kings just yet, but yeah. my eyes are open if the right possible. Uh, I'd, I'd like to get back to 32 Shea or around that area. Oh, nice. Um, I miss that neighborhood. I, that's I, a good I, neighborhood up there. A lot of the customers do still come this way, but yeah. I, I do miss that neighborhood. So uh, potentially if, uh, if the right opportunity comes, I wouldn't turn that down. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking about something along, uh, along the lines of that area too. Um, but for now, we're just uh, enjoying uh, staying busy and uh, being debt free. Yeah, being debt free. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, being debt free because I know I'll get back to being in debt once I <laughs> yeah. once I venture off. But yeah. yeah. Well, nice to Hey, keep it up, man. Make you doing you. some awesome appreciate shit. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, really, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. I appreciate what you're doing too. By the way, I oh, think this man. is awesome. You know that you're yeah. uh, getting uh, local breweries out there and local bars and uh, other local businesses out there. I think that's awesome. That you know you're you know, this is your time too that you're donating here. So I appreciate yeah. you too for doing that, man. Absolutely, Seriously, man. Yeah. It's it's there's tougher jobs in the world than sitting here having a pint with Mickey. <laughs> no, right on, man. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, dude. I know you got to open the doors here pretty soon. So um, social media. What you're on uh, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Um, we we're not into the Twitter side yet, but yeah, yeah Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. I can barely keep up with those two right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's what we're doing right now. Um, Keep um, people updated on tap list and yep, new yep, cans we, and stuff. Yep, we also have our website, kingsbeerwine.com. Okay. Uh, you can order your crowlers online now and uh, have them ready for pickup. No shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Try, try to make the process as easy as possible for some people. Sometimes the lines are long over here for crowler fills, uh, yeah. and the process takes time. So we, we did a website for that as well. Nice. Um, and uh, we'll see where the future takes us. You know, right now we're just uh, enjoying, the, uh, enjoying the craft beer scene. And, uh, Absolutely. 
uh, giving uh, good deals for uh, good beer. Hey, I'm always down for that. So awesome. <laughs> All right. So tapthataz.com uh, at tapthataz.podcast on Instagram. And also make sure you follow uh, AZ Food and Beer. That's azfoodandbeer.com uh, at azfoodandbeer on Instagram. Um, we're trying. Our goal is to get Arizona on the map as a craft beer destination. And we appreciate you for doing that. Ah, man, it's, it, it's my pleasure. So um, all you get local breweries, keep making good beer, and I'll keep spreading the word. So always remember to stay awesome. Y cuando se va de casa, dice me pongo.